Welcome to AJHP Voices, a series of discussions with AJHP authors and interviews focused on contemporary issues that drive health outcomes. AJHP is the official journal of ASHP. Its mission is to advance science, pharmacy practice, and health outcomes. This is William Zelmer for AJHP Voices. I'm speaking with pharmacists Dr. Joshua Raub and Dr. Raymond Yost of Detroit Receiving Hospital about a pair of articles they and other co-authors have published in AJHP. One paper deals with the creation and validation of an index for predicting a hospital patient's risk of 30-day all-cause readmission. The other paper reports on a process for ongoing validation of the index. Josh, let's start by giving listeners a top-line overview of the study institution, the Detroit Medical Center. Sure thing, Bill. So the Detroit Medical Center um, is an eight-hospital, 2,000-bed urban uh, and suburban academic medical center, and it actually serves a very large underserved and indigent population in southeastern Michigan. Noted for its level one trauma um, accreditation, but also for its uh, specialty in cardiology uh, and stroke trauma. It is a large uh, academic center affiliated with our colleges of pharmacy, nursing, and medicine, and uh, houses our ASHP accredited residency program uh, for a multi-site PGY-1 and five specialty PGY-2s. Very good. Well, Josh, uh, you named your index HATRIX. H-A-T-R-I-X, which is an acronym for Hospital All-Cause 30-Day Readmission Index. HATREX is calculated automatically using electronic health record data. Does this automatic calculation feature make your index unique among others that have been reported? Yeah, and it was was one of the original goals we had for the project that um, one of the limitations of a lot of previous models is it relies on manual calculation. There are variables that you know may not apply to your system. So we really sought to just make it just available in EMR, uh, calculated through EMR, and then uh, really just taking the work off the pharmacist and giving time back to the pharmacist to use it in clinical practice. Mm-hmm. Ray, let me turn to you. Uh, an early step in this project was to identify risk factors associated with 30-day hospital readmission. Briefly, how did you do that? Sure thing. Uh, We had several prior literature to look at for things that might influence someone's readmission risk, such as prior hospital usage, uh, certain disease states that have been targeted by both uh, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid and other prior research projects. But we wanted to be a little bit more broad with that at first, so we actually went in and collected 91 candidate variables. These are things like patient ages and races, uh, payer status, things uh, like disease states that patients have individually, and the drugs that they used while they were in hospital with us. And then in uh, systematic fashion, using our statistician's help, we determine variables that might be related to each other and explain the same admission. So for instance, patients who have antidepressant therapy and this disease depression, that would be the same patient pretty much every time. That Those two variables explain the same readmission rate. So we would eliminate one of the variables in those cases as we begin to go from 91 down 
to 81 and 71 and 61. Again, very methodical in how we did that uh, each step along the way. Okay. Well, Josh, uh, ultimately, Hatrex included 10 variables, which fall into three categories. Let's look at each of these broad categories and have you comment on the variables encompassed in each one. So starting with uh, patient admission variables. Absolutely. So, you know, the 91, we really scaled it down to the 10 that were significantly associated. And the patient admission ones actually included the one that is the highest uh, likelihood of uh, predicting 30-day readmission, which is three or more uh, hospital uh, admissions within the past 12 months. So we coined it down. It was uh, none or no readmissions was obviously a reference point, but then we did one, two, and then three or more previous admissions as uh, each individual risk factor for patients being readmitted. And the other one on there was the duration of mission. And uh, something we weren't uh, expecting to find, but uh, the longer you're admitted, the more likely you are to be readmitted um, again in 30 days. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the disease state variables. Now, for the disease states, uh, and we just used uh, ICD-9 and 10. Our project was actually done right in the, the interchange between the, the coding. But we used uh, the stem for ICD-9, 10, and coding. And uh, the disease states were of heart failure. Uh, we had essential hypertension, chronic kidney disease, uh, anemia, pulmonary heart disease, and then finally liver disease. And those were the only ones that were significantly associated for predicting 30-day readmission. Mm -hmm. Well, then finally, what about the medication class variables? And there was only two medication classes, which uh, we used from Cerner Maltum, uh, which was our medication quantifier through our Cerner system. Uh, and it was only patients that had uh, prescribed during their admission antiarrhythmic agents and those who received uh, either anxiolytics, sedatives, or hypnotics. Well, Ray, um, tell us about the initial validation process for Hatrix, uh, both the methods and the key results. The method of the validation comes from after we've pared down to the 10 variables, um, running a simple logistic regression with the outcome being, did the patient have a 30-day readmission? And you get a yes or no response on that. And then coming up with the odds ratio that each one of those variables contributes to that 30-day readmission. Um, and so, for instance, one of the highest predictors in our model for having a 30-day readmission was excessive hospital use, which we determined to be three or more prior admissions in the past 12 months. That made a patient a little over five times as likely to come back to the hospital. Um, and the rest of the results are presented in the paper as to what those specific odds ratios are and how much they influence that person coming back in the subsequent 30 days. Uh, that gets analyzed in two main ways. One is a calibration to make sure that as we increase a patient's score that their actual risk of readmission goes up, uh, and we were well calibrated. And the other is to use something called the receiver-operator characteristic curve to determine a general sense of the accuracy of the model. And uh, we find our model to be what we call moderately or fairly well uh, accurate with an AUC of 0.72. That's a, a small marginal increase over those other ones that have been published before, for instance, the LACE index and some of the other larger ones that have been previously published. Mm -hmm. Well, Ray, in your second paper, uh, you analyzed how the accuracy of Hatrix changed over time 
uh, as patient population changed, and how the index could be modified to maintain its predictive value. What are the key points you would like listeners to know about this aspect of your work? I think the most interesting thing that we have in this regard is the assumption that as you start to use the model to target the high-risk patients, if your intervention works, if you target a heart failure population and your heart failure patients start to come back to the hospital less frequently, you should not only celebrate that you got the heart failure patients not to come back, but you should also retune your model to now who's the top most likely patient to come back now that heart failure patients don't come back to the hospital as frequently. So what we assume is somebody somewhere in our health system is going to come up with an intervention towards these patients. It may be pharmacy-driven. It may be uh, a new physician clinic. Something will happen, and the patient mix that is at highest risk will change over the course of time, and therefore the model should change to match the current patients, not the former patients. In other words, it's not once and done. It's a continuous process to find who are today's most likely to come back. Okay. All right. Well, Josh, uh, I'm curious, to what extent and in what ways is Hatrex being used in the patient care process at Detroit Medical Center today? And also, uh, how do you contemplate this will evolve over time? So there's actually a part three of this project um, that is not in these first two papers. And once we derived and validated and did our iterative validation process, we wanted to see, you know, put it in the hands of a pharmacist, is this going to work? So we did a pilot project, uh, which was uh, with collaboration with the Department of Internal Medicine. And we had one of our transition to care internal medicine pharmacists identify which patients are at the highest risk and uh, use just the index, which is reportable in our EMR every day, and really focus his efforts on medication reconciliation, both for hospital discharge and transfer, uh, more disease states, uh, management and education with the patient, and also a follow-up phone call post-discharge to ensure uh, any questions with uh, the medications or uh, with clinic follow-up. And when we found out, when we looked back and over 370 patients were in this pilot, we found that the patients that that pharmacist intervened on uh, actually led to a 48% decrease in 30-day readmission. So we were elated to know that you know this index works and uh, it updates real time and and it's applicable uh, to our population. In the future, we hope we can expand this to other services. We we really wanted to validate it in our ICU population and uh, even broader. We wanted to use it for ambulatory care pharmacists to see you know of my list of patients I have to see today, who do I need to dedicate my resources to the most to keep them obviously out of the hospital for um, coming to the clinic as well. Right, right. Well, I think you've alluded to this a little bit, Josh, but I'm I'm interested in how you came to pursue this study, which seems a bit unusual to have been conceptualized and executed within a pharmacy department, given the broad patient care implications of predicting risk for early readmission. Could you comment on that? Sure thing. And, you know, thinking back, this, this project's been uh, almost five years, really, in uh, in the making. And um, I remember sitting at the table with one of our uh, ambulatory care pharmacists, and she was just saying the the problem she has in identifying, you know, are my patients I need to see today? Who who's going to be the highest, you know, that risk of readmission? Who do I need to focus on? And and it kind of evolved from that. So it was a small project to begin with, and then when Ray and I really got on board with it, it it exploded to you know, over 170,000 
uh, patient encounters was the final total analysis of our patients. So our, our goal originally was very small, but it was it was broad, and we want to be able to use this for inpatient, outpatient, and also available to just all clinicians in general to use as a risk factor. Yeah, it just struck me as I read your papers that this index has, uh, as I said earlier, very broad implications, and ideally you would think all clinicians uh, would be paying attention to it and perhaps you know, adjusting their priorities based on uh, the index for a particular patient. And that seems to be the direction that you're headed. Hopefully, yeah. We were able to validate in the one population, but uh, we are definitely ambitious to see what it can do in other ones as well. Well, Ray, uh, one impression left by your papers is that it would be very difficult, uh, perhaps impossible, to develop a good predictive model for early readmission that is generalizable across a large number of unaffiliated hospitals. What are your thoughts about this? I think that's an excellent point. Uh, although it seems that we somewhat skipped the step of comparing our patient group predictability, our scores predictability versus, say, the LACE index or some other, um, I think MedCoins came out during uh, the process that we were going about. You know, we didn't do a direct comparison how did my score at DMC do against the LACE index in the same group of patients? But it sure seems that uh, patient indexes vary from hospital to hospital, city to city, and those small variabilities lead to different risk factors in those different groups. So it probably is true, uh, although I don't have anything that we did here to prove it, but it's probably true that there are some things that are just plain going to be universal. For instance, multiple use in the prior year is probably always going to be predictive. Uh, and some things that are going to be very uh, uh, site-specific or encounter-specific, for instance, we don't have an oncology patient population here, but a hospital that had a large oncology group might say, well, you've missed an entire group of patients that we see repeat all the time. Um, and of course, I can't comment on that because I don't have that. So yeah, your case, mi case mix index, your physician groups that operate, how often they do various procedures and things like that will all blend in to give your hospital um, basically a unique fingerprint towards what their 30-day risk factors are. Well, um, Josh and, and Ray, uh, thank you very much for taking time to have this discussion with me. I think it'll help uh, readers of your article uh, focus their attention and uh, obviously very important work. Thanks so much. This has been a conversation with Dr. Joshua Raub and Dr. Raymond Yost of Detroit Receiving Hospital about their development and validation of an index for predicting a patient's risk of hospital readmission. For AJHB Voices, this is William Zelmer. Thank you for listening. That concludes this interview. For more information about AJHP, the premier source for impactful, relevant, and cutting-edge professional and scientific content that drives optimal medication use and health outcomes, please visit www.ajhp.org.